Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Dr. Jeff Etling, Executive Director, Sedgwick County Zoo. Welcome, sir, to Issues 2021. Well, thank you for having me this morning. Let's do a little background, okay? When did you uh, begin uh, at Sedgwick County Zoo? When, when were you hired there? Actually, I just celebrated four years in May. Kind of hard to believe. Wow. So time flies. <laughs> what it did, sure does. What did you do before that, then? So um, my zoo career has spanned about 34 years. I started my zoo career at the St. Louis Zoo. I'm from that that area. Um, Started there in 1987 as a reptile keeper. Uh, In 1991, when Mark Reed was named the new director here at Sedgwick County, uh, he hired me as the uh, reptile amphibian curator. I worked for him for four years, and then they stole me back to St. Louis, and I spent another 22 years there. Um, And then I've been back here now for four years. So it's... it's, uh, you know, been an interesting journey. I like to say two zoos uh, twice. So that's kind of interesting in its own right, because most of my colleagues have just went from one zoo to the next. So I think it shows I've been very particular about where I want to be. You know, and I remember as a kid, my dad, we took, we took us on vacation and uh, he, was, he was insistent, uh, insisted that we go to the St. Louis Zoo. Apparently he had been there and was very impressed. And is that just, that's quite a zoo. Is it, is it still nice, as good a zoo as it was before? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's over twice the age of, of us here in Sedgwick. You know, we're just celebrating our 50th birthday this year. They're about 120 years old now, so it's, it's got a long-standing history. There's no doubt about that. You know what I remember? Uh, and I, don't, I wasn't very old, but I remember they had a big stage, round stage type thing, and the, the chimpanzees were riding tricycles around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, George Verheller, the first director, he, he built the zoo. You know, you figure back in those days, that was all acceptable, but that's all gone now. Okay. Um, how, has the, uh, how has the pandemic affected the zoo? Well, last year was, was tough. I mean, it was tough for every zoo in, in, in the country. Um, we figured after being closed for eight weeks, we were probably looking at a, a $1.5 million deficit. We were able to tighten our belts up, and we had a PPP loan from the Small Business Administration. 
and we we got that number down to you know about a half a million dollars uh you know by the end of the year so it it turned out better for us than expected we kept everybody working uh and that's thanks to our partnership with uh Cedric County you know that 85% of our staff are county employees so uh, we kept all of them working we were able to keep the society employees working through the PPP loan uh and we kept everybody healthy so you know all things said um, it could have been a lot worse. A lot of our colleagues around the country were closed a lot longer than that. In fact, some of them have just opened back up in, in the last several months. So um, we're thankful that we were only closed for eight weeks uh, and we're able to get back on our feet. And this year has is, is started off really well for us. So hopefully that'll, the weather will cooperate and that'll continue in that direction. So you didn't have to lay off any people then? Wow. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Uh, in fact, a lot of our staff that we had that would have typically been working like in a restaurant or uh, the, the gift shop, we put them to work and we painted and stained every inch of the zoo. So it looked really great when we opened back up. I mean, so we took advantage of being able to, to use the workforce to really beautify the zoo while we were closed for that eight weeks. And I have to compare a zoo as kind of like a farm. You've got these animals. And you, you've got somebody's got to take care of them. You, yeah, the animals, you can't furlough the animals. I mean, that's what a lot of my colleagues said around the country is that the costs are still there. You still have to feed the animals. You still have to keep, you know, the lights on and all of those things. So, yeah, it doesn't stop. It's not like any other type of operation where you can just shut down and send everybody home. So we had, you know, our keepers were all working the entire time that uh, we were closed for the eight weeks. And like I said, we kept everybody else working, too. And uh, we got a lot accomplished. There's no doubt about that. Well, is, did uh, so nobody in your entire staff got got the COVID, got the caught the virus. No, we kept everybody healthy. I mean, obviously, you have family members, probably you know, uh, distant, you know, that uh, may have been impacted one way or another. But you know, no, we were we kept our staff healthy. Okay, so is everything back to normal now? I would say as normal as can be. You know, in fact. Um, we, as you know, we opened our new front entry complex on May the 27th, uh, set a new tone for the zoo. As I like to say, we put it, we're putting a new face on the zoo for the next 50 years, um, which is great. I think it, what we have at the front of the zoo now is reflective of everything that we've had out in the zoo for, for decades. Uh, and uh, it's much more inviting than our old entrance. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Uh, my team, we're all in one place now. We're all on the second floor of the administration building Prior to that, we lived in this temporary, it was supposed to be a temporary uh, office building. It was a small plastics manufacturing company, about a quarter of a mile from uh, the entrance uh, that was here when we bought the property in the 60s. And 50 years later, we were still living in it. So temporary became permanent. Uh, but my team was in four different places. So it's, it's nice having us all in, in one location. Uh, it really helps with communication. Anybody that comes to the zoo can find us all right here at the front of the zoo. So that's working really well. Missing Zubilee had to be tough, though. Uh, for me, oh, yeah. For me, it was. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We, we heard a lot about that. There's no doubt. I mean, people have that on their calendars. and um, you know, But we had to do it. I mean, it was the right thing to do. But uh, it'll be back in force on September 11th uh, this year. Um, we're looking forward to uh, celebrating our 50th birthday with everybody in the community. And, and how important is Zubilee as a fundraiser to your overall uh, revenue? How, how big of a deal is that? It, it's, a, it's a good chunk of our operating budget. You know, the, the Zoological Society is responsible for uh, raising uh, the operational 
uh, budget, and so uh, Zubilee helps uh, tremendously with our our operation, our day-to-day operation. So that was a big hit for us last year, not being able to have Zubilee. So we're looking forward to having that that big uh, fundraiser this year and uh, welcoming everybody back. So you do get uh, some private money, but how how else? How what are the other sources of funding? The the county and uh, I would imagine admittance fees like that. Yeah, I mean the 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 way that the the public private partnership works is that probably about eighty five percent of our staff are county employees, and then a, a half of our uh, capital improvement budget comes from the county. Everything else is raised on uh, the society side. Okay, uh, let's talk about attendance at the zoo over the. Well, let's talk about the past few years and kind of if you would just kind of contrast that to what uh, what you had this last year. Yeah, you know, I mean, our, our metropolitan area is about, what, 640,000. We typically draw about 90% of that plus, you know. And in fact, when we did our uh, strategic uh, plan uh, several years ago, our consultants, uh, zoo advisors out of Philadelphia, they pointed out that most zoos would love to draw that much of their metropolitan area to the zoo on a, on a consistent basis. So, you know, Half a million people is, is, is a good number. We've had as high as 700,000 uh, the year we opened Elephants, which was five years ago now, which is hard to believe that that exhibit is that old already. But, um, you know, so half a million people, you know, out of 640,000, uh, that's pretty good, you know. And this year we budgeted a little lower because we didn't know, you know, what COVID was going to do as we were planning last September uh, for the 2021 budget. Um, but our numbers are looking real good right now. Uh, as of the end of last month, we're about 12,000 above where we thought we would be at this point. And if mother nature cooperates, uh, for the next month and a half or two, uh, our numbers will con- you know, continue to be good. Um, in fact, I'm watching people stream in here right now from my office. Did you, uh, is it still the number one visitor attraction in the state? That's correct. Yeah. It's uh, still the number one tourist attraction in the state of Kansas. And it's been that way for decades. Well, you were talking about uh, local people who live in Wichita Century County. Uh, where where are the other visitors coming from? Are they coming from in the state or around the world? Where are they coming from? Well, we're seeing more and more plates in our parking lot from uh, surrounding states, uh, other parts of the of the country. Um, I've often said we're kind of the hidden jewel on the on the prairie. You know, is that even majority of our um, colleagues from AZA, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, have never been here. And when, when they do come for the first time, what we always hear is, wow, I had no idea that this zoo was so large. They think we're some little small, you know, zoo sitting out here in the, in the prairie. But, you know, we've got 215 acres total. We have 115 of that developed. We're really a very, very large zoo. And there's uh, currently about 241 AZA accredited facilities around the country and the world. Uh, and most of them you could probably put on about 40 acres. So that kind of puts it in perspective, you know, of the size of, the, of our zoo here. So we, we really do have uh, a, a real jewel here in, in, in Wichita, Kansas. Follow-up question on that. Uh, you talk about how big it is. Uh, I've heard talk about a train or maybe even trains at the zoo. What's going on there? Yeah, we are uh, just started the process yesterday uh, with the design. It'd be about a 1.3 to 1.4 mile uh, track that will run around the zoo. Uh, we're hoping to open this on Memorial Day next year, so we have a lot of work to do between now and then. Uh, it'll be two locomotives with four coaches each. We'll be able to take about 80 people on 
uh, each train ride, uh, there'll be two stations. There'll be one that's right inside the, the entrance of the zoo, and then they'll have another one over on kind of the uh, southwest corner of the zoo near the Downing Gorilla Forest. So you'll be able to go about halfway around the zoo and get off. There'll be options. You can buy a, you know, a one-time uh, ticket, or you can get a multi um on and off pass, so to speak, that allow you to get on and off uh, during the course of your visit that day. So it's going to be exciting. You're going to get views of animals from different locations than you would normally get and uh, see behind the scenes of the zoo that that the average guest doesn't get to see. So it's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, this will be the Martha C. Buford Safari Express. Uh, it, it, it's very exciting. The other thing is that it really ties to our conservation mission is that um, this is a a green train, and what I mean by that is it's electric. So this is made by Chance Rides here in Wichita. Uh, they've been making the CP Huntington train for a long, long time, uh, but they now have a, an electric version, uh, and so it's uh, very, very quiet. In fact, it's so quiet it has sound effects to make it sound like a train. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it does really tie in with, with everything we're doing uh, here at the, the new entry complex. We have solar panels on the front of our building and electric charging stations, bird safe glass. So this train really ties into everything that we're signifying right at the beginning of the zoo as well. I, I, the only time I've been to the San Diego zoo, we were on the top of a double decker bus and uh, didn't much care for it. That's a huge zoo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm, go ahead. I was going to say, I think what this will do is it's not going to disrupt the guest flow through the zoo. There's yeah. only a small section of the track that actually is at right at the front of the zoo and probably over three quarters of it is behind the scenes. So, you know, part of our goal is to, to make sure that, you know, the guest flow through the zoo is not obstructed by a lot of traffic. And so this train's not going to do that at all. It, it's going to be a very exciting part of the zoo visit. You're listening to issues 2021 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Dr. Jeff Hetling. Executive Director of Sedgwick County Zoo. Uh, I'd like to talk for a minute about uh, some of your most popular animals. Uh, Can you single out the most popular animal or exhibit in the Sedgwick County Zoo? (laughs) Well, that's interesting. You know, I mean, obviously our elephant exhibit is very, very popular with everybody, but I would say our red pandas, you know, are are extremely popular. You know, Robbie, our male red panda, he's just... uh, He's adorable. I mean, he gets a lot of photos. We see it posted a lot. Um, and I think red pandas across the country are very, very popular animals with our zoo guests. In fact, yesterday, as I, I try to get out and walk the zoo every day, and when I came by our new entry map uh, right here at the front of the zoo that shows all the exhibits, I heard someone say, oh, and they have red pandas. So, I mean, I, I think that's kind of case in point right there that how popular they are. But, you know, the tigers are really popular. Uh, we have a new leopard exhibit that will be opening up on October the 1st, uh, which will be about 10 times the size of what our uh, former leopard exhibit was. It, it will not only feature amur leopards that we've had here, but we'll have snow leopards for the first time in our, our history. So we'll have two different species, uh, which will be very exciting. And I know they'll be very popular with our guests as well. How long have the pandas been there? I'm not sure I've seen the pandas. Uh, Tiger Trek opened in 2009, so they've been here oh, since okay. that opened up. Um, we modified that exhibit a couple years ago. We uh, we put zoo mesh over the top of it, so now they have a lot more uh, arboreal area that they can use, or I should say, you know, a, a pie where they can climb and the trees and that. And uh, so it's it's really enhanced that exhibit quite a bit. Talk about a little bit about the elephants, because at one time we had what two or three, and then. 
then now you've got pretty much a herd going on out there, don't you? Uh, yeah, we, we, we started out with two elephants, Cinda and Stephanie. Stephanie's still here uh, with us. In fact, she's going to be 50, 50 years old um, and the same age as the zoo. Uh, we also have a hippo that's one of our originals. will be 50 years old as well. Um, but then we had the six elephants that came from Swaziland, which is now known as Eswatini. Um, and then we um, got a large male named Johnny from the Birmingham Zoo in 2019. Um, so we have uh, eight animals here. Um, we have breeding recommendations for several of those animals. So um, we'll see in the next couple of years, we have our fingers crossed. Uh, we'll have uh, a couple or maybe more uh, pregnant elephants. Um, we have plenty of time to plan for it because they have a 22-month gestation. So it, it's not going to be a surprise. We'll have plenty of time to <laughs> prepare for it. And the gorillas and the apes uh, are fascinating to me because they remind me so much of people I know. But uh, the gorillas have to be a popular exhibit as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I would say all three of the of the great apes are very popular as well. I mean, as I was saying earlier, it's kind of hard to single out any one animal. I think majority of our animals here are very, very popular with our, our guests. Um, and the gorillas, the rings, and the, the chimpanzees, for sure, are, are popular uh, with, with our, our guests. And the giraffes, to me, are spectacular. That's quite an animal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about the view that they have, I mean, I, I think one of the things that people are most amazed about with giraffe is that they have the same number of neck vertebrae that we have. They're just much, much larger. Wow. Um, and how many do we have? In the zoo? Seven. So oh, two. When you dump the giraffe, we have two right now. We have a male and a female. Okay. We have plans to acquire a couple more uh, here in the over the next year or so. Well, your expertise then is pretty much uh, as you told me it's about snakes, lizards, and turtles. Is that is that what you do? Yep. Yep. I'm pretty much a snake guy. I've I've, I've been interested in uh, snakes since I was a a young child. Um, and, uh, but I, you know, all animals hold a special place, you know, in my heart, but, uh, I've always felt that I needed to be the, uh, the cheerleader for the misunderstood, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, you know, usually when people find out, you know, that I'm interested in snakes, they're like, why of all things, you know, but, and I always tell them the same thing. It's like, well, you know, they're, they're so mis misunderstood that I feel like I have to get out there and promote, uh, you know, the benefit that they provide in the environment and that they're really, really fascinating animals that are more scared of of you than you are of them. Of course. And you, I'm sure we, I know you have some poisonous snakes, but, uh, or venomous. And, yeah. uh, do you got, have you got the big ones, the big uh, pythons or whatnot? Well, we don't at the moment. We've, we're, we're, we have plans at some point in our master plan to do additions on both sides of the amphibian reptile building that would allow us to bring in a large species of crocodilian, but also some of the large constricting snakes. We've, we've had reticulated pythons here in the past, um, that space we now have king cobras in, so it, you know it's the longest of the venomous snakes. So it's very very popular with our guests as well. Um, but we have we have a very very diverse collection of reptiles and amphibians here. I would put it up against uh, any zoo in the country right now in terms of the diversity that that we have in that in that uh, facility. So it's it's very interesting every time you come to visit. You talked a little bit about this uh, with the elephants, but. Uh... Uh, are many of the animals actually reproducing that you have in the zoo? Yeah, we we, uh, we work with the other accredited zoos in the U.S. We have these cooperative programs called SSPs, uh, Species Survival Plans. And so these are genetically managed programs. And so we actually have recommendations for species and we move those animals around. So it's, they're managed through a stud book just like you would with thoroughbred horses. 
um, or uh, dogs, you know, and so we're managing those animals. They're constantly doing uh, evaluations to see who's the most genetically related and who should breed, and then we, we move animals around between zoos based on those recommendations. So uh, our elephants uh, have recommend specific recommendations of who should breed with who, and same with tigers. Uh, you know, we have we received a new male a couple years ago, and we'll probably be getting another female tiger at some point here soon. Just like the leopards that we received for the new exhibit, we have recommendations to breed the pair of snow leopards we've received, as well as the new pair of ammer leopards. So we follow those recommendations. That makes makes ensures that we maintain the genetic integrity of those populations and helps their long term sustainability. And the babies uh, that are, do they stay here or do they go to other zoos? Uh, Sometimes they stay here. One of the things that we've done with our new leopard exhibit is we've built that so that we can hold the offspring for multiple years. So our new leopard exhibit can hold about 10 uh, cats total. Um, And the idea is that we can hold those offspring for up to two years before there's recommendations made through the SSP program to move them off to uh, other zoos. Do you still have the petting zoo? We still have the children's farms. Yep. Children's farms, yeah. It's still very, very popular. You know, it was the first thing built when we opened the zoo 50 years ago, and uh, the big American barn still is a, is an icon here at the zoo. Yeah, but the, but the, the big horse? <laughs> yeah, the big horses, all the goats, the sheep. You know, we have the heritage breeds, so these are endangered species of livestock, and so we maintain those here uh, in addition to the endangered uh, exotic species. Okay, so what's what's new and exciting at the zoo this summer and the in the months ahead? What are you what are you well, gonna be doing? About our, yeah, we've talked about our new front entry. I've talked a little bit about, you know, the Slauson family Asian big cat trek that will open on October first. The evening of Oktoberfest, we uh, October first I should say, we will have uh Wild Lights, which is a Chinese lantern festival, uh, and that'll run um, through December the fifth. Uh, and it's the first time that we've had Chinese uh, lanterns of this magnitude in uh, in Wichita. In fact, uh, the company we're working with, Tianyu, uh, has told us that they haven't been in this part of the country. So it'll be it'll be a very exciting opportunity for uh, residents to come out to the zoo in the evening and see these larger than life uh, animal replicas. Uh, there'll be some cultural elements from Asia that'll be part of of the festival as well. Um, so that'll be very exciting. And then um, next April. Um, we open um, Stingray Cove. Uh, there's been a lot of interest in, you know, aquatic uh, exhibits here at the zoo. We hear about it all the time. We're about as far from an ocean as you can get. Um, we always get asked about an aquarium. So this will be kind of our first step into that. Um, we'll have uh, Stingray Cove here for five years, for starters. Uh, it'll, it'll be uh, about 20 cow nose rays. Uh, five southern rays, and then there'll be several species of sharks that'll be in there as well. So it'll be an upcharge experience. You'll get to go in there and touch the stingrays at certain times of the day. Uh, You'll be able to buy a cup of squid and feed them. So it's a very interactive exhibit, but we'll get get our guests up close and personal with <laughs> sharks and stingrays. Well, what is, what does a cup of squid go for right now? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question. Probably a dollar or two. I'm guessing. <laughs> sounds like we're doing SpongeBob and SquarePants here. Yeah. Well, it'll be, you know, I can tell you that uh, every zoo that has had this stingray exhibit, it's been very, very popular. I mean, the opportunity to touch a stingray is, is, you know, it, it makes a lasting impression on you. So I think it'll be very, very popular here. Uh, as well, and then on Memorial Day next year, then we open the train that I mentioned. So oh, it, you know, right. over yeah. the next year or two, it's going to be very, very busy out here. 
Do you uh, do you employ volunteers? Do you use volunteers? We do. We have a we have a large volunteer core. Uh, a lot of those help primarily with um, Zubilee, which takes a lot of people to manage that. But we have volunteers in our animal areas as well, and in education. This uh, community. Uh, to just talk a little bit. We're wrapping up here about uh, how this community uh, supports that zoo and how how much we we care about you guys. Yeah, I, I, I can't say enough about the support that we receive from uh, the Wichita community. I mean, um, I, I, as I often tell my colleagues, you know, it, we have over 100%. It's like 110%, you know, support here in Wichita. And most of my colleagues would love to have that level of support. So I, I can't thank everybody enough for what they do for our zoo. Um, it's the reason we remain the number one tourist attraction in the state of Kansas from the, the overwhelming support that we get, not only here in the Wichita region, but across the state. You know, people come here from all over uh, to visit, and we, we appreciate their visit and helping us with our mission to conserve animals uh, here at home and around the world. 50 years old, maybe we'll, maybe we, I, we're going to do another 50 at least. We not been- oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us talking about the zoo because it's always fascinating. One of the first places, my son, who's a grown man and he's in his 50s now, he was his favorite place to go when he was little, the Sedgwick County Zoo. Jeff, thanks for being with us. Our guest Thank you. You have a great day. Dr. Jeff Etling, Executive Director, Sedgwick County Zoo. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2021. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.